Welcome to the Top Diz. If you're tuning in, this is episode number one. I am your host, Ty, and I am excited that you are here. This is a podcast about rankings, rankings of different things around the Walt Disney World parks. And before I get started, I just want to give you a little bit of background on me. If you listen to the first episode, I talked about why I started the Top Diz and just the love for ranking different things. But just give you a little bit of background on me. I've been married and going to Disney World um, for the last four decades and definitely have a desire for Disney and Disney content. I wanted to create this for you guys. Today is the big day where I'm going to give you my top Disney attractions for all of Walt Disney World. So this includes all Walt Disney World parks in the Orlando area. The top Diz is top 10 Disney World attractions. I'm going to start off with number 10. So number 10 for you guys is Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. That's right, full title, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. To start off, I'm going to go ahead and read you guys what the description of the TTA People Mover is. So embark on a 10-minute tour of Tomorrowland aboard the mass transit system of the future. More above and beyond, board an elevated tram for a leisurely voyage through Tomorrowland. During narrated tour, go behind scenes of attractions like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Space Mountain, and Star Trader's Retail Shop. See architectural models of Progress City, the prototype for Epcot. You'll enjoy amazing up-close views of the park from a unique vantage point. So when I think about the People Mover, uh, I don't use the full title, I really, really do love the People Mover for a couple reasons. The first is on a super hot summer day, there's nothing like getting a little bit of shade. And that's one of the best parts about the People Mover is it's located in Tomorrowland. If you're in the Disney Park, that's the right-hand side of the park where you find Space Mountain, Carousel Progress, etc., Um, And the entrance is on that back portion. That entrance is uh, over there near Carousel Progress. And you take this little walking uh, rubber escalator up and you get on that people mover. And I think it's what Walt wanted. He he wanted you to see the parks. He wanted you to enjoy time with your family. and, And that's what you get to do on this ride. Now, my wife, on the other hand, would say it's a little bit fast in parts. However, I do think it's a great, great ride. You get to see all of Tomorrowland, and like it said in the description, get to see Space Mountain or Above Star Trader's retail store is really cool. And it's a, it's a great time to get out of that hot weather and kind of get in the shade. I really enjoy in that Tomorrowland uh, Transit Authority People Mover, and that's why I put it at number 10. And if you ever have the opportunity really ask you guys to try and visit it at night as well when the when the lights are on in Tomorrowland and you get to see all that and you get to see the castle lit up at night from atop the people mover it's pretty magical and if you time it just right you may be able to get some fireworks up there so just a great great ride so going from number 10 to number nine so number nine on my list is Expedition Everest Legend of the Forbidden mountain. Going into the description of what Walt Disney World says about Expedition Everest, they say careen through icy Himalayan peaks on a speeding train while avoiding the clutches of the mystic Yeti. Yeti or not, here he comes, wandering 
into a Tibetan village at the base of Mount Everest and board a train to the top of the world. Beware. Some say a legendary snow monster lives deep in the mountain. After a steep ascent, your train picks up speed and races into the darkness. Without warning, a broken and twisted track appears in front of you. Brace yourself as you plummet backward, spoiler alert, into total darkness. Inside the cavern, the mythical tale comes true as you see the shadow of a massive, growling beast. Race to escape the cursed mountain before the Yeti claims another expedition. When I think about Expedition Everest, it's one of the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Animal Kingdom. In this park, you know, it's back there uh, in Asia, in, in Animal Kingdom, and it's such a great roller coaster. If uh, you've graduated from Mine Train and Big Thunder Mountain, this is a great step. This is a, an amazing coaster, and I think the biggest piece of why I like this coaster is actually the queue line. It tells a great story. If you actually take time to look at the different stuff within the queue, it talks about the Himalayas and Everest and Sherpas carrying stuff up Everest. And it's just super interesting. It's just really, really well themed. And then the ride itself, I mean, golly, it's it's great. So it was a spoiler alert in the description, but you come up to a track and, and it's broken and then you just shoot backwards, which is probably the most thrilling part of the ride. I know if you look at Mount Everest, you see this big, you know, downhill roller coaster, but reality is that back part is the craziest part of the ride. The downhill is actually not as bad as it looks, but it's just a great ride. And I remember times going on that uh, for the first time with my, my youngest daughter and, you know, it was just smiling ear to ear. So Everest definitely made my list at number nine. Going to number eight is the Haunted Mansion. Now here's Disney's description of the Haunted Mansion. Climb aboard a gloomy doom buggy for a grave journey through a labyrinth of haunted chambers. A spirited tour, the disembodied voice of the ghost host is your private guide through the cadaverous realm of an eerie haunted estate, home to ghosts, ghouls, and supernatural surprises. Glide past a casket-filled conservatory, Madame Leota's chilling seance room, and a ghostly graveyard of singing specters as you attempt to find your way out. Beware of hitchhikers. These phantom pranksters may follow you home. Happy haunting. Haunted Mansion just screams Disney to me. It is a ride that Walt wanted created and had built. and Some, some folks rank this as their number one ride in all of Disney World. And it has one of my favorite scenes in all of Walt Disney World. And it's called the Pepper Ghost Scene. Um, that's the... Uh, special effects that you use to make it happen but it's ghosts appearing and reappearing and those ghosts are eating and and playing an organ and swinging from a chandelier and it's just a great effect that you know boggles the mind of kids and, and adults alike and that that whole ride from the queue all the way through the stretching room um, with no windows and no doors to riding the doom buggy and seeing all the different ghosts is just quintessential Disney and it's a must-do for any Disney trip, uh, especially if it's your first trip. So number seven for me is going to be the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So this is number seven. We gave you ten, nine, eight. Here's the seventh one: Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, located in Hollywood Studios. Let me re let me read what uh, Disney says. 
Hurdle up and down aboard a haunted elevator-style lift. You're about to enter the Twilight Zone. Next stop, the Fifth Dimension. Step uneasily inside the infamous Hollywood Tower Hotel and find a dusty lobby frozen in time. Even the subdued hotel staff seems strangely out of another era. Suddenly a television sets spring to life and Rod Sterling welcomes you on a journey into the Twilight Zone. He reveals that on a gloomy Halloween night in 1939, some hotel patrons were riding the elevator when a violent storm struck the building and they were never seen again. The hotel closed down and has stood empty ever since. Going up? Enter the rickety elevator-style lift, strap yourself in, and prepare to discover what lies beyond the darkest corner of your imagination. Shriek in terror as you're suddenly propelled up and down the abandoned shaft, unexpectedly dropping and rising as you hear the sound of cables snapping and metal clanging overhead. Will you make it back to the real world, or will you become a permanent resident of the Twilight Zone? So this attraction is super fun. Now, if uh, you're not big on your stomach dropping or kind of going up uh, a little bit to your throat, uh, this is the ride for you. And it's it's great no matter when you do it. Uh, I would say at night it's even better from the theming aspect. And then also when you are in this elevator and you're up top, the doors open, you can see all of Hollywood Studios at night. It's just all lit up and, and beautiful. This ride is, uh, like I said, it's it's not for everyone, and uh, I would recommend just you know maybe seeing it on YouTube first or checking it out if it's your first time there. Uh, I know I've taken my kids on there. I remember one time when I took my oldest daughter for the first time we got off, and she literally said, "I died in there." It's just a great theming too as you're waiting in the queue to get in uh, to the Tower of Terror. Just the dilapidated building, you've got fountains that have dried up. It's just really great theme and you get in, there's cobwebs, there's a lot to look at in the lobby. It's just, if you're going to Hollywood Studios and, and you can stomach that, because it is a lot of up and downs. I mean, you, you get in this elevator and it, it takes you up uh, multiple stories and kind of goes through different scenes and, and then you get dropped thrown up and dropped and it's and it's different they have different sequences so it's not always the same ride when you're on there which makes it even better because it's not going to be the same ride that you potentially had last time and so it's ups and downs and as long as you can handle that it's it's definitely a must do that's why it comes in at number seven for me right outside my top five coming in at number six for me is star wars rise of the resistance had, you, had I ranked this probably a year ago, this may have been my number one because it's a phenomenal ride. But let me tell you what Disney says about Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Join the Resistance in an unforgettable battle against the First Order in this exciting ride. An attraction on a scale that is impressive. Most impressive. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is a massive attraction with multiple ride systems that is unlike anything you've ever experienced at Walt Disney World Resort or anywhere else in the galaxy. Except a mission from the Resistance. The Resistance needs your help, hidden in the forest outside Black Spire Outpost. The Resistance is gathering recruits for a secret mission. 
With the First Order desperate to extinguish the spark of the Resistance, the mission is bound to have unexpected twists and turns. When your transport is captured by an imposing First Order Star Destroyer filled with legions of stormtroopers and even Kylo Ren, you're going to need all the help you can get. Fortunately, a covert team of Resistance fighters, including Rey and BB-8, is at the ready to give you a fighting chance to escape and a chance for the Resistance to rise. Prepare for a thrilling, first-of-its-kind adventure. And it truly is um, an adventure unlike any other. There are there are multiple ride systems, and um, if you don't want stuff spoiled, you may want to tune out for just a little bit. But it is it's an awesome ride. I mean, you truly feel like you are in a Star Wars movie. And if you just step back and don't think that you're in a theme park, which Galaxy's Edge helps you do that. It helps you really feel like you are in Batu, and really feel like you're a black spire outpost and it's really great i mean the queue on this ride and how you go through this ride is is amazing it's got one of the the best tricks or scenes i've ever ever experienced on any ride um so like i said here comes a little bit of spoiler but you get onto a ship and this ship kind of goes up into the you know up into space and long story short that something happens to the ship but the same way that you got on that ship is the same way you get off. So your mind is thinking you're probably just going back out where you came in on that ship, but it's totally somewhere else, and it's the most breathtaking scene for any Star Wars fan that, that you can experience. So I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan too, and you walk out on onto the Star Destroyer, and it's massive, and you're looking into space, and you see all these stormtroopers, it's just unbelievable um, and the ride itself like I said it's got so many different pieces and parts and characters from the movies you truly feel like you are on a, a movie set or inside of a movie and it's just a great ride and I can't wait to see what Disney continues to do to evolve rides in the future and even evolve this ride but it's amazing so I know it's one of the hardest ticket or it is the hardest ticket to get these days in Disney World and there's certain steps you have to do to make sure that you get your boarding pass and and so it all boils down to whenever those boarding passes open up uh, to get which generally is like 7 in the morning for that first first go I mean you have to be on there at 7 everything squared away and try to get your boarding pass at that point and there's plenty of websites that talk about how to do that there's youtubes that show you how to do it so i would just suggest if you haven't had the opportunity to ride this ride you're going to hollywood studios you definitely need to do some research and figure out how to get on rise of the resistance because it is a must at disney world and a lot of places and people suggest even if you're going to disney world for for more than four days so if you're there for five days you you make a second park reservation at Hollywood Studios so that way you'll have another shot at getting that Rise of the Resistance if you didn't get it on the first day. And generally you can always switch those days up so if you had reservations to go to Hollywood Studios at, and at 7 a.m. you didn't get into Rise of Resistance you could switch it up and go to a different park and then you have another Hollywood Studios days in the future so just a recommendation for me. But this ride I mean I can't say enough I'm a Star Wars fan it truly put me in the place I will say the more that I've ridden this ride, uh, not it becomes a little less impressive. However, the first time you do it, it is outstanding. Um, so I don't know about the long-term rideability. 
It is great though, and I would recommend everybody to go ride this ride if you're going to Hollywood Studios for sure. Number one ride there in, in Hollywood Studios. So we've made it to the top five. So coming in at number five is Kilimanjaro Safaris. So Kilimanjaro Safaris is the must for Animal Kingdom. It is essentially Animal Kingdom. It's why Animal Kingdom was built. All these animals you can see on this amazing safari. You know, I've never had the opportunity to go to Africa or anywhere to, to be on a true safari, but I've, I've got to think that this is somewhat what that feels like as you go through all the different portions of Kilimanjaro Safari. So let me tell you what Disney says about Kilimanjaro Safaris. Set off in an open-air vehicle for a guided tour of an African savanna and spot live animals roaming free. A truly wild adventure. Explore the Harambe Wildlife Reserve, home to 34 species living in 110 acres of picturesque open plains, shady forest landscapes, and rocky wetlands. Your rugged safari vehicle is driven by an expert guide who helps point out animals and shares fascinating wildlife facts during the extraordinary 18-minute expedition. Unique animal encounters spot a shiny hippopotamus nestled in a still pond. Behold a regal lion sunbathing on a rocky perch. Drive past a gentle giraffe grazing on the tall trees or wave hello to a singing baboon. Other amazing animals you may encounter include rhinos, cheetahs, crocodiles, elephants, hyenas, and zebras, and so many more. Since animals have minds of their own, every expedition is a unique and unforgettable experience. Be sure to keep your eyes open and have a camera ready. You never know what you'll see on a Kilimanjaro safari outings. And this is so true. I mean, this this is a different experience any time you ride it. I, I've never had an identical one. It changes based on time you go, what what the weather's like outside, if it's, like I said, dark or light, or whatever it may be. So I encourage you to ride this as many times as you can. So if I'm going to Animal Kingdom, my ideal day would be to hit this up sometime in the morning early and then also sometime in the evening before I leave because animals tend to be out more in that morning period. And then sometimes at night you get to see different animals just because they may be more nocturnal like the lions. You know, you see them more often in the evenings than you do in the mornings or in the afternoon. But that morning time is probably the best time because that's usually when the animals are fed. You really do get to see so many animals on this trip. I mean, it, it is great. Uh, kids, adults, everybody's going to love seeing these unique animals that maybe they've never seen before. And so there are a lot of people taking pictures and that sort of thing. But a half of the ride, or more than half the ride, I'd say... 20%, 25% of the ride is actually your driver and how engaged they are. So the driver is giving you different tidbits. I mean, they have a script. Some of them stay on that script exactly. Some stray from that script. And they're the ones that sometimes make the ride. So if you don't see a lot of animals, they're the ones that are going to help you enjoy that ride even more. And even if you do see tons of animals, they're going to give you tons of facts and different things going on in the park. And Sometimes you're going to get stuck, like you will be on this ride and there will be a rhino in the way or a giraffe in the way and it may not even be where you are. It may be holding up someone, many vehicles ahead of you, but your driver is going to make that time go by. I've seen drivers 
have sing-alongs, I've seen them have trivias, I've seen them do lots of different things if this is to happen, so they're the ones that make the ride sometimes. Kilimanjaro Safaris, it's a definite do. It's, it's pretty much the reason why they built Animal Kingdom. It's all about the animals, and yes, you can go on other parts of the park and see other animals and go through walkthroughs like it's a zoo, but this this attraction is, is just superb, and it's a must-do for anyone visiting Animal Kingdom. Going on to number four. So fourth favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World is Avatar Flight of Passage. So staying in Animal Kingdom, you know, Avatar and Kilimanjaro Safari is right there by each other. I mean, these are the two main things that I would recommend going to see in Animal Kingdom. So let me tell you what Disney says about Avatar Flight of Passage. Disney says, climb atop a winged mountain banshee for a breathtaking 3D flight over Pandora's otherworldly landscapes. Amazing aerial adventures await. Board your own mountain banshee and embark on a thrilling expedition where interstellar explorers like you get an up-close look at this moon's incredible landscape. Bonding with a banshee is a crucial step in the life of a Navi hunter on Pandora, and flying on the back of one of these powerful creatures is an important rite of passage. Now, as a visit to Pandora, you finally have the chance to test yourself like a Navi. Flight of Passage is just an outstanding ride. It, it truly is. It is like Soarin' with steroids. So if you've experienced Soarin', which is a ride in Epcot, you kind of fly around the world. It used to be flying around California, but this is a flight around uh, Avatar, and it is amazing. So you don't necessarily have to see the movie to understand this. Uh, this, this ride... <laughs> Uh, is is outstanding i mean you get on this you get on this ride and it's like you're on a dragon i know they're called banshees but if you need to explain it to a to someone or explain it to your kid or someone that you're with it's like riding on the back of a dragon and it's just outstanding so this ride first off it has an amazing queue it's another one of those rides if if you're stuck in the queue you can get to see neat little things throughout the queue and if you get a fast pass for this ride you don't necessarily get to see any of that however the queue is really cool and if you've seen them if you're an avatar fan or seen the movie uh, it'll make a lot more sense and it's really great so i wanted to interject right here i use the words queue and i use the word fast passes so those that are new to disney world uh, just to let you know a queue is the line that you have to wait through before you get on a ride. Say it's an hour wait in a line, well that that queue is what you wind through before you get onto that ride. And then a fast pass. A fast pass is something that Disney used to give out right now during COVID, they're not. However, a fast pass is something that you would get for a ride and you have the opportunity to get three of those and there's ways to get more and, and how to get them. But long story short, it is a it is a pass on your mobile device where it allows you to skip the line. If you have a fast pass, you can skip the line on this certain attraction. So I just wanted to explain that for those that may not know. But once you're actually on the ride, it's like sitting on a motorcycle. Uh, when you sit down, you're kind of bent forward a little bit, but then you go off and it's 3D. So those people that don't like 3D, uh, some of them don't like this. However, there's lots of wind and stuff in your face, and so it doesn't have that much of an impact on some people. 
but it's amazing. It, it, like I said, it's like you're on a dragon. You can feel the dragon breathing. It's kind of pushing your legs in and out, and you're flying through uh, water and waves and caves and clouds, and it's just amazing. It truly feels like, I think, what it would feel like to ride on the back of, of something, whether it's a dragon, a bird, whatever it may be. This is a, a must-do. It, it really is. And this has been the top of people's list for a long time as far as rides within Disney World. And one recommendation I'll give you for Avatar Flight of Passage, if you want to ride this ride and you don't have a fast pass for it, I would recommend one of two things. One, do a rope drop. And what I mean by rope drop is you be at the park when the park opens. When the park opens is different than it actually is listed. So if the park says it opens at 9, that means be there at 8. If it says it opens at 10, you need to be there at 9 because they always are opening the parks usually around an hour, 45 minutes, or an hour before the park actually opens and you can go get in line. I have been on Flight of Passage and been off of Flight of Passage and been in line for Kilimanjaro Safaris before the park has even opened before. I've been on the ride, I got off the ride, walked all the way to Kilimanjaro Safaris, and I think it was like 8.50 in the morning and the park was supposed to open at 9, so I was in line for the safaris and had already ridden this ride. So that's recommendation number one if you don't have a fast pass, just an easy way to get on that ride. And number two is waiting to the end of the night. Animal Kingdom tends to die down in the afternoon, late afternoon. With park hopping now, back, it's a little bit different. However, in the evenings, more than likely, it's a little bit less of a line. And then also, if it's the last thing you go to do, they, as long as you're there before the park closes, so if the park closes at 6 and you get in line at 5.59 to Avatar Flight of Passage, you're still going to get to ride that ride. That's the other way that you can get on the Flight of Passage if you don't have a fast pass and you don't want to wait the potential two hour, three hour. I mean, when this thing came out, it was like five, six hour wait. So like I said, I recommend either going first thing in the morning at rope drop or waiting to the to park close and kind of getting in line if you don't have that fast pass. Flight of Passage is amazing. That's why it came in uh, for me at number four. And we're getting ready to go to my top three, so I'm sure some of you guys are like, what's going on? Are you kidding me? And, and don't necessarily agree with the, the last seven things you heard from me or are wondering what my top three are. If, if you've got this pulled up on, say, a, you know, a phone or whatever it may be, you can write in the reviews what your top three are. Tell me what you think the top three rides are or what you disagreed with with my seven so far. But here we go. Here's going to be uh, my top three. Coming in at number three for me is... Pirates of the Caribbean. So Pirates is definitely top three ride. It's a top three ride for me and I'm sure many others. Let me read what Disney says about Pirates of the Caribbean. Set sail on a swashbuckling voyage to a long forgotten time and place when pirates and privateers ruled the seas. A pirate's life for you, board a weathered barge for a treacherous voyage to the 17th century when rowdy rogues and ruthless repscallions ransacked Caribbean seaport towns. Sing along as pirates serenade you with their anthem, Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Sail past haunted dead man's cove, navigate cannon fire between a Caribbean fort and a striking 12-gun galleon. Behold boisterous buccaneers drunk on the spoils of plunder as flames engulf a seaside town. Be sure to keep a spry eye out for Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. 
Ye beware, mateys, dead men tell no tales. Pirates is just awesome, right? When I think of Disney, Pirates of the Caribbean is one of the first things I think about. It's such a great ride. So many people can ride the ride at the same time. And that's what I think about. I think about riding this ride with my family and my extended family and being able to all get in this, you know, giant barge and ride through this this tale of pirates. And it's just it's just fantastic. I mean, from the water spraying to the fog to uh, Jack Sparrow and Johnny Depp put throughout now, uh, the new scene with Red the Pirate is, is just great. It is quintessential Disney, just like Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, definitely must in the Magic Kingdom for sure. These are attractions that you must go on if you've never been there before and even if you have. It's one of those things that you just have to do when you go there. I mean, think about it. Pirates of the Caribbean is a ride and it produced multiple movies movies that have sold millions and millions of dollars off of a ride based out of Disney World. Just encourage you all to, to take it all in. It's an adventure. It's a great water boat ride and the smell. Holy cow. Like that smell, I can almost smell it right now just talking about it. Something about that ride. You can just smell Pirates of the Caribbean if you've done it. You know what that smell is. Take that journey, take it with you, your significant other, your family, and it's such a great time to get out of that heat, ride a barge, and just have a story told for you. All right, coming in at number two, we are staying in the Magic Kingdom. My number two ride is Splash Mountain. That's right, Splash Mountain. So I'm going to read you guys uh, what Disney says about Splash Mountain. Drop into a whimsical world filled with classic characters and songs on this thrilling log flume adventure. A hair-raising ride. Gently drift through a colorful southern bayou along with happy-go-lucky Briar Rabbit as he looks for his laughing place. But be warned, Briar Bear and Briar Fox are in hot pursuit of this wayward hare. Glide by over 100 adorable audio animatronic geese, frogs, raccoons, possums, bees, alligators, and other down-home critters as they sing classic Disney ditties, including zippity doo and Everybody's Got a Laughing Place. Then hang on to your hats. This delightful music cruise ends in an exciting five-story splashdown into a thorny briar patch. Now, the first thing that comes to mind when, when I think about Splash Mountain is a time that I went on Splash Mountain with my youngest daughter, and it was, I think it was like midnight or 12.30. We were uh, in extended hours, and it was just magical. We we had such a blast. It was her first time on the ride, and you come down that five-story drop, and you just see the castle all lit up, and it was just a magical time, and this this ride is amazing, and, and just like Pirates, you know, Pirates is quite a long ride. This ride is almost 10 minutes long, and you get to see amazing animatronics, and it's just a joyful ride. Now, you may get wet, and so there's certain places that you need to sit in this log where you may not get as wet or you could wear a poncho or whatever it may be. 
in the summer it's it may feel good because you may need that you know wet feel or whatever it may be and you may need to cool off from the from the florida heat however if it's at night or if it's a cold trip you may not want to be wet so i would recommend you know wearing that poncho or whatever it may be on this ride just so you don't get wet and the majority of people get actually get wet when there's a shooting cannon of water it's not as much from the actual drop than it is that i mean if you're if you're in the front on the drop you're going to get wet but more than likely that shooting cannon is what gets people the most wet this is a ride that i pretty much have to do if i go to the parks and right now it's super busy because they're getting ready to change it and I can't wait for the change, so it's getting ready to go through a refurb, and it's going to be uh, Princess and the Frog. A 10-minute Princess and the Frog ride is going to be outstanding. They're going to retheme it. I'm sure they'll have all sorts of animatronics, and then they'll have the amazing music that came with Princess and the Frog. And I can't wait. I can't wait till it gets refurbed and I get to ride it that first time. I'm sure it'll be amazing. So really look forward to that. But Splash Mountain's definitely one of those that. You want to do and and as you've noticed I, I have quite a few of magic kingdom rides on on the list so far so i had tomorrowland transit authority people mover i had haunted mansion i had pirates of the caribbean at three and splash mountain at two so four of my top 10 rides are at magic kingdom we are going to go on to our last and final ride what do you guys think it is what do you think my number one attraction is in disney parks and i'm sure if you've been listening to this you've either ticked yours off or you know wondering what it is and uh i'm gonna give it to you before i do that i'm gonna give you some some runner-ups and this may this may knock some off of your your list so ones that i wanted to put in the top 10 but just didn't quite make it these are runner-ups, and they're in no specific order, um, but the first runner-up would be Spaceship Earth. So when I go to Epcot, I either got to hit this ride when I first get in there or take it when I, uh, when I go to leave. So Spaceship Earth, Jungle Cruise, which is also in the Magic Kingdom, just a great ride. Uh, the next would be Rock and Roller Coaster at Hollywood Studios. And then Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad uh, is, is the next. So those are four that... Didn't quite make my top 10, but they were real, real close. And there's just different reasons why I picked the other 10 outside. So now you probably truly are thinking, what is his number one ride? Especially if you're a Disney fanatic, you're trying to contemplate what that may be. This may be a little controversial for those diehard Disney fans, but my number one is in the Magic Kingdom. And it is happily ever after you may be saying this is not an attraction well i beg to differ this is by far the best attraction in all of walt disney world so let me just read what what disney says about happily ever after experience a truly grand finale to your day with the most spectacular fireworks show in magic kingdom history Celebrate Disney stories, going on a dazzling journey of color, light, and song that captures the heart, humor, and heroism of favorite Disney animated films. Watch in awe as Cinderella Castle becomes part of the story by magically transforming through amazing state-of-the-art projection technology you have to see to believe. This astounding 18-minute firework extravaganza uses more lights, 
lasers, and special effects than any other fireworks spectacular in the history of Magic Kingdom Park, plus a soaring score featuring contemporary versions of beloved Disney songs. Discover the magic of movies and be inspired to find your own happily ever after. In my opinion, it doesn't get any better. It gets absolutely no better than this at the end of the night. You've had a long day. You know, you've ridden all those rides. Your family or your significant other or even just yourself are there in the park. And then the fireworks show starts and the projections come on the castle. And it is just amazing, breathtaking, whatever words you want to use. It's just fantastic. And just to kind of describe a, a few of the instances that I remember when I think about hev- happily ever after. There's times where I've been with my family, I've been with extended family, I've been by myself, I've been with just my wife, I've been with one of my daughters, uh, I've seen it from California Grill, I feel like I'm in a Dr. Seuss book like Green Eggs and Ham, but you truly could see the fireworks from anywhere, from a boat, uh, from a car, wherever you need to. It is, it's the best. And, and what really is the best about it is just the joy that it brings, not only me, but to the people that are watching the show. And I say that in the time that I've been there by myself, you know, I'll just watch families and just seeing kids beam and smile or sing along with songs that's why people go to Disney. They, they go to get away, to be at this place and, you know, have their family, significant other, whatever, just drawn into a story. And that's truly what this show is for. It's long, it's 18 minutes, and it's amazing. I think about some of the best times I've had with other people, and I think about um, my wife and I at California Grill one night watching it, which was amazing. Uh, seeing it after I ran my first marathon, my Walt Disney World marathon that evening was just amazing. But I think the biggest piece is just seeing it with my family and seeing the people around me being happy. And uh, it's just, it's just awesome when that music comes on. It just makes me feel good inside. And you can go right now onto iTunes and listen to Happily Ever After, and you know it. It just takes you away. It takes me away. And You can watch a YouTube video happily ever after, and of course it doesn't do it justice. However, it's amazing. Unfortunately, right now we we don't have that in the parks with COVID and everything going on, so I can't wait till that gets back. There truly is a reason why people will find a seat in the hub grass in front of the castle and and wait hours before that show starts because they want to have the best view. If you haven't seen the show, it's number one on my list, and it should be number one on everybody's list, in my opinion. If you haven't gone to Disney, by all means, make sure you make that a focal point of your visit. If you can see that castle show just once, you will not regret it, I promise. It'll be something that you think about, that you talk about with your family. It's just amazing. So that's it. That was my top 10. I'll run through them one more time for you guys. So 10 was Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Nine was Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Eight is Haunted Mansion. Seven, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Six, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Five, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Four, Avatar Flight of Passage. Three, Pirates of the Caribbean. 
2, Splash Mountain, and last but not least, Happily Ever After. So I'm sure you all have your own thoughts. I would love for you guys to comment and let me know what you think of my top 10 uh, Disney attractions. If you think Happily Ever After is actually an attraction, let me know in the comments if there's, let me know what your favorite are. I would love to hear anybody that listens to this, you know, what your favorite three rides are. Everybody has their own opinion. So let me know in the comments, that would be amazing. And then also if you could rate this podcast, if you could rate it five stars, that would be amazing. I mean, if you've listened to this, I greatly appreciate it. If you listen to my first podcast, I told you kind of why is behind why I started this. And really it's just for me, I want to listen back and see what I thought. So this list, like I said, may change over time. As I mentioned, if I had done this list, you know, over a year ago, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance probably would have been number one, but it's not Happily Ever After is number one. And that's it. That's my first show. Thank you guys again. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. By all means, if you'd like to subscribe, you can turn on notifications whenever I have another one of these. My next podcast is going to be my top five dining experiences or restaurants. So look forward to that. Should be coming soon. Like I said, really appreciate you all listening to me on this podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review. And I can't wait to take you all on my journey again when I rank in the top dens.